Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I want to dive into a talk given recently by Bishop Robert Barron, uh, actually a commencement address of Hillsdale College, which I think he entitled The Most Important Decision of Your Life, which begs the question, not so much what we are to do, but what person we ought to be. I thought it was a really insightful uh, address he gave, and I thought it was worth diving into. Uh, I was so captivated by it, by it, like I am with a lot of his stuff, um, but I thought it merited an entire episode to dive into some of the, the really higher level uh, points that he made. So let's start in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So first off, I'll, I'll pull it back a little bit here. So this address by Bishop Robert Barron was given at the 2023 commencement address for Hillsdale College uh, there in Michigan, and I have followed the work of Hillsdale for some time, so this will be kind of a commercial for Hillsdale a little bit. Um, they have their uh, monthly newsletter that comes out, and it's called Imprimus, and, and it is sent to a, a lot of people. They have It says over here, 6.4 million readers get this thing every single month, and I've had it. I've been getting it for a few years here. You know, it, oftentimes, it's pretty political, but oftentimes, but also it has a lot of philosophical and theological things in it as well. So definitely worth checking out because it's always written uh, by someone who's thought a lot about these issues and is is well read and well spoken. So it's always a, a great, quick uh, little two three pager to to read through as you're getting it. So just one little plug there. Also uh, for Hillsdale, um, just another plug for them. They have a lot of information uh, on their website from a uh, educational standpoint. So I've done a handful of the classes. They have free classes. I know lots of people who do these. Uh, you just sign up for them. You can do it on your phone. You do, uh, do it on your computer. But Hillsdale has a, a treasure trove of of classes. Not, I mean, some of them are uh, theological and philosophical, but also a lot just in history, uh, economics, uh, various subjects. Um, and, and so it's very well done. The, the It's oftentimes the professors who are doing the classes. I did one recently uh, on the fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire was the name of it. Um, really interesting stuff. So again, they have a ton of information out there, um, but it's a, it's a great university. Uh, the Hill, Hillsdale is a uh, college, um, but Hillsdale is a, they don't receive any money from the federal government. And so that allows them, because of all private donations, uh, to to be extraordinarily independent. Um, and, and that's part of their history. Uh, they were actually founded Oh, back in the 1800s, and it was a big, they were also like really anti-slavery, and then Frederick Douglass had spoken there uh, as well, and it's it's an interesting uh, college there in Michigan, but the point of this is they invited Bishop Robert Barron to speak, and I'd known that because I follow this stuff, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff, and so I knew he was speaking there, and obviously I I couldn't go, I I wouldn't have gone, Um, but I was interested in what he was going to say, because when he has, you know, 20 minutes to just shoot an arrow and nail it, he almost always hits a home run. Well, sure enough, this most recent letter of the Imprimus was just basically the the text of his talk. And so when I read it, I thought, man, there's so much good stuff here. Uh, it's definitely worth exploring. So we're going to head to a short break. And when we come back, 
uh, I will dive into the actual text and some of these key ideas from Bishop Robert Barron. Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. My help comes from you. You're Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, diving into a talk at Hillsdale College given by the great Bishop Robert Barron. And it is it's a commencement address from this, this year's uh, Hillsdale graduation. And after a, a brief introduction, he's, he's challenging these college graduates not to question what they are to do, but more importantly, quote, what rather what kind of person we ought to be. So as all these college graduates, and I think this is important for all of us, as you go back two episodes ago to when I had John Leonetti on about the EOSing of your life, to, to constantly think of these big picture questions. There is something about college commencement addresses that does make one think about their own life and the choices they're making in their own life. Because obviously the target market is very specific, right? He's talking to a group of people who are about to embark on the journey of life. And so they, they have a almost a clean whiteboard of which they can they can blaze any path they want. And so because of that, I think there are some, some good things for all of us of any age to take away from these. Uh, again, it's hard. They have a lot. <laughs> if you're 22 years old and you have no obligations, you can you can a lot more options than a guy who's got six kids living in Des Moines and a job. That said, I do believe that a lot of the concepts that take place at a lot of these graduation ceremonies um, can can be fruitful for us to to think about. And so when I'm looking at this, that first question hit me really, really hard. It's not what we are to do. And that's where oftentimes people are thinking about what job I'm going to have. What is my career going to be? But rather what person we ought to be. He says, in a way, there's no question in the moral and spiritual order more fundamental, more fundamental than that. What person ought we to be? And then from there, that's kind of the, that's the premises for the rest of this. Uh, and after that, he goes into basically three different major pieces that I'll discuss. And the first one is is uh, uh, Plato, and he's discussing um, Socrates. And a sophist uh, were the experts in teaching the art of pers- persuasive speech. Uh, their concern is not in being truthful or just, but rather in speaking in such a way that they appear truthful or just, and hence become convincing to others. Uh, well, Socrates counters this. And his students along these lines, if a, rhetor- if a rhetorician teaches pol- a politician to do what is unjust, he does that man and his city far more harm than good. So if you're teaching someone to be unjust, just by that, you then are also, you're guilty of then what they do with that power, right? And that's actually very biblical as well. And so 
Socrates announces one of the most enduring teachings, a teaching that represents the watershed um, in a moral consciousness of the West, says Bishop Robert Barron. It is better, he says, to suffer wrongdoings than to suffer wrong oneself. His argument for his position is simple. Surely suffering injustice is terrible, but what is worse is the corrosion of a soul that takes place when one commits injustice. In other words, being unjust is far more damaging to the moral structure of a person's character than enduring the slings and arrows of injustice. Let's say that one more time. Being unjust is far more damaging to the moral structure of a person's character than enduring the slings and arrows of injustice. So in our own lives, you know, I think this is one of the things where I think it's interesting. Obviously, I could just sit here and read his whole speech, which would not be very interesting. But they're, they're trying to stop and think and pause in these kind of most important, pivotal uh, pieces that he's, that he's pulling out here. Um, what are we doing in our own lives to fight injustice? Right. So where you're at today I think this comes back to a lot of us with, within our workplace, right? So a lot of us within our workplace, are we doing with what we're at? If there's injustice being taking place within what we're doing, where we're at, are we fighting that? Are we standing up for those who, who can't stand up for themselves? Is our work creating a more just culture? Are we willing to stand up for what's right, even at own, our own personal costs? He goes on. So there's the questions, young graduates. What kind of soul will you have? What kind of person will you be? Will you do whatever it takes to get what you want? Or will you accept even greater suffering in order to do what is right? Everything else in your life will flow from your answer to that question. I'll repeat those again real quick. What kind of soul will you have? What kind of person will you be? Will you do whatever it takes to get what you want? Or will you accept even great suffering in order to do what is right? Again, I think it goes back to he, he's addressing these 22-year-olds in a very important part of their life. But I think it speaks to all of us for all time, regardless of where we're at, to stop and think of these pivotal questions. You know, what is the, what is the state of our soul? You know, wh- what kind of person have we become? What are, what, who do we want to be? Again, back to two weeks ago with John Leonetti. These are questions that we should be asking ourselves, not just when we're 22. We should ask his, ourselves these questions with regularity. I don't know if it's every single 90 days, but at least every year, right? Stop, think, and reflect on it. And we should be asking constantly, but but really reflecting and chewing on them and having a retreat to say, am I becoming the kind of person that I want to be? After that, he discusses the biblical authors. So he goes uh, into, um, into the Old Testament here. He said, they understood the world is basically divided between those who would worship the one true God and those who indulge in uh, ideology and false worship. Even our, in our own secular, secular society, everyone operates under the aegis of something that he or she considers the highest good. And I've mentioned this many times, but again, whatever we're putting that highest level of worth on, that is what is being worshipped. He says this might be bodily pleasure or fame or material goods, or it might be one's country or family, but it is functioning as the prime mover of a person's activity. It is playing the role of a god, and it is, in fact, being, in effect, worshipped. So we see this all the time. We, what, are we, what are we truly putting our time, talents, treasures into? What are we, where are we giving of ourselves the most? Where are we focusing all of our attention on? That is what we worship, right? And that's another one of those reflecting questions. I mean, your bank account can oftentimes tell you that, right? If we just look at where we're spending our money— where we're spending our time, look at your calendar, 
you'll see what you worship. And I think it's a really positive thing for us to think about and to reflect upon is where are we putting our highest worth? So the biblical form of this question, he says, is worth considering. Whom or what do you worship? Again, everything in your life will flow from that answer. He goes on to talk about um, in the, the book of Kings where Elijah fights the priest of Baal um, and they put their worship on one altar and then he puts his on the other. Um, he talks about the self-harm that takes place from the priests of Baal and the self-destructive qualities that they they have through their worship, which is not going right, right? So they're, they're trying to worship these false gods and they end up inflicting self-pain on themselves. And he says again, which altar will you worship? Your whole life will unfold or wield for, for weal or for woe from that one decision. Which altar will you, will you worship? Lastly, and this is where I want to spend a decent amount of time here, um, is on, if you had not seen the 1966 film, A Man for All Seasons, uh, you have to do it. So this, this it, I believe, won a bunch of Academy Awards. I could probably look that up. Um, but it's it's based off Robert Bolt's play of, of the same name, and it tells the story of St. Thomas More. So I've mentioned this uh, a handful of times, this this movie. Uh, very much great production, really well done. Um, and it just does a really good job of telling the story of St. Thomas More, who's one of the one of the great saints uh, of the Middle Ages. So I'm going to I'm going to read verbatim because I don't want to misspeak on any of this stuff. I think it's all really important. So just bear with me. Um, he says in one of the last scenes of the film, it depicts the dramatic trial of Sir Thomas More under accusation for high treason. Richard Rich, who as a young man had been Thomas More's friend and protege, falsely testifies against him perjuring himself and practically guaranteeing that Moore will receive the death penalty. As Rich is leaving the courtroom, Moore notices that the younger man is wearing a chain of office. Inquiring of the judges what the symbol at the end of the chain means, Moore receives the answer. Sir Richard is appointed Attorney General, Attorney General for Wales. Moore grasps the pendant and with a look more pitying than indignant comments, why Richard... It profits a man nothing to give his soul for the whole world. But for Wales, more with not so much blaming Rich as noticing with infinite sadness the kind of person that he had become, a man with a corroded soul. It might have been otherwise. In a lesser-known scene from the earlier in the film, Moore suggests that Rich pursue a job as a humble teacher. But Rich, ambitious for glory at the king's court, balks. The wise Moore says, you'd be a fine teacher, perhaps even a great one. And his protege retorts angrily, if I was, who would know it? Moore patiently responds, you, your pupils, your friends, God, not a bad public, that. This exchange provides us with a third way of asking our question, to which audience finally are you playing? A lost soul plays to the endlessly fickle audience of the world, hoping thereby to acquire the fleeting goods that the world can provide. The uncorroded soul plays to God and to the friends of God, seeking to please them alone. All right, a lot to unpack there. But I think, again, I, I think it's obviously worth unpacking. Going back to this scene from earlier in the movie, where it talks about you'd be a fine teacher. He says, if I, if I was, who would know it? That is the inner workings of the world, right? I mean, it's so great to see for me when people can, especially at a young age, fight against the the appeal to power, the appeal to prestige and fame. 
and to live their life for the good, the true, and the beautiful. And I've seen it happen over and over again. It's it's wonderful. Obviously, on the, on the flip side of that, when someone doesn't, when someone goes the way of rich or rich, where they they make choices specifically to go down, they know what they're doing. They're absolutely heading down in the direction of a path leading towards things that will bring them glory, that will bring them power, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the retort then that Sir Thomas More has, he says, you, who, who would know it? And he says, you, your pupils, your friends, God, not a bad public that. It, it brings me back to, you know, when you're thinking of the, at the end of your life, my brother, you know, brother Tim and I had that episode where we discussed um, leaving a, an impact and, you know, who can you leave an impact with? And that, that sticks with me that, you know, who, who, who is the audience that we're playing for? What is the point of this thing, of this thing called life, right? Who are we sharing the gospel with? Who are we making an impact on their life? Who, what does it matter? And I think the more we reflect on this, the more we, we would realize that, yeah, just making an impact on our little local community, that's it. That's great. That's a win, right? That's a, that's a great thing for us to be able to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I've i maybe mentioned this show. I've mentioned to friends a lot, but there's a homily um, by a, a priest that I, I baptized like half my kids, St. Teresa's. And he was talking about his, uh, his mom as she was um, moving from her house in, uh, in Des Moines that they grew up in, childhood house, to the downsizer to you know, kind of a living facility apartment thing, and eventually to, to her, her hospice care. And he said, you know, obviously when we moved her from the house, we moved her from that house to the apartment and we had to downsize a lot of things, right? So we had, to, we had to get rid of a lot of materials she physically owned. And then when we moved, so a lot of decisions to make on what on what to get rid of. And he goes, when we, when we finally moved her from that apartment to, to hospice care, he goes, there was really only like five possessions. It was like her Bible, maybe her rosary. And it was a picture of her and, my, and his dad on their wedding day. And then a picture of their family. Essentially, it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to the point, which is to say, that was all that she brought with her at the end, right? Of all the possessions we have, who, who, which audience are we playing for? We have to understand what's most important, right? And so, in our lives, as we step back, as we think about these things, we think about these this thirty thousand foot view, and we think about our obituary backwards, and we're trying to figure out who are we pouring into who are those people in our lives that that we do care about that we want to that we want to pour into you know when we're thinking through that which audience are we playing for and that's an interesting quote that he put there um he, he specifically says the question is this which audience are you playing for and that was actually that that question was posed to me last year in one of my men's groups i'm in and one of the gentlemen said that he, his goal for last year, 2022, was to play for a divine audience, not to play for an audience of his peers, not to play for an audience of the people at the country club or, or people around Des Moines. No, no, no. But to play for a divine audience, to play for, to, to be acting in accordance with what God wants. I thought about that. That hit me really hard. I've thought about this recently and throughout since that time, about a year and a half now, of you know, what would my grandfathers, my grandmothers think about this? You know, 
obviously I know what God would think, right? You know, I, I know exactly what God would think. It personalizes it more to think about those who have gone before us, who, who, who hopefully, who, who hopefully are in heaven of what they would think looking down on us, making these decisions, which audience are we playing for? Are we just trying to um, do whatever we want for our own vain interests? Are we trying to play to the world? Is that the audience that we're most interested in playing for? Or are we playing for a divine audience? Are we playing for the everlasting audience? Or are we playing for the audience of our grandkids? I think of that a lot. Like, if I'm making this choice today, would my grandkids someday be proud of the choice I'm making? Can all these things to make us think and reflect on our own lives about these big picture questions that I think are so easy to get lost. And and, and John talked about that with his business. He goes, it's so easy for the, the entrepreneur to get lost in the business, to get lost in what I'm doing today with the business and not taking a step back and working above the business and thinking about the business rather than being stuck in it. I think the same thing goes for life. Which audience are we playing for? He ends the uh, the address pretty shortly thereafter. He says, I hope that the years at Hillsdale College have prepared you above all to shape your characters, to become the kind of men and women who would endure injustice rather than commit injustice, who would never dream of worshiping at the altar of an idol, and who wouldn't surrender the integrity of your soul for the whole world. And I think that's a, a really great thing for all of us to reflect on. Are we doing those things? Are we becoming the kind of men and women who would rather endure injustice than commit injustice? Are we worshiping at the altar of the Lord? And are we the kind of people who would not surrender our souls for the whole world? Again, playing for that divine audience. You can go on. uh, You can listen to the talk. You can see it on YouTube. There's a lot of places to find it. Um, Definitely worth listening to. Obviously, there's more context there. He's got his funny quips and whatnot. But to me, there were major, you know, three major pieces of this that I thought were worth unpacking and taking time to to stop and to think and to reflect on. So, yeah, I encourage you all to to think about those big questions. I think it, it really hit me well with the timing of the interview with John, as far as for all of us to stop and think and to constantly reflect on those most important questions. We're headed to a short break, and we will be right back. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for joining me today uh, for these thoughts on the the address by Bishop Robert Barron on the most important decision in life. As I mentioned at the beginning, the, the, the periodical is a publication of Hillsdale College. You can go on to their website and just sign up for it. It's called Imprimus. 
um, and you can get all their stuff there. And the again, the actual uh, the YouTube video you can get online as well. Uh, you can it's on Bishop Barron's podcast too. Again, strongly encourage you to do that. It's funny because I was I was reflecting on this. I, I don't have any idea what happened at, at, <laughs> at my commencement address. I have really no idea. Uh, I kind of remember who it was a little bit. And usually I feel like I'm fairly underwhelmed by a lot of them. But there's been a handful recently um, that, you know, that have come to light. And that's part of the great thing about the Internet, about things being able to go viral. Because if one does really hit a home run, we can all get plugged in on it. Um, again, I think that sometimes you will you'll just see ones that are absolute grand slams. Obviously, uh, the 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 Navy admiral who did it, you know, his at Texas and the make your bed thing. That obviously, that I believe he ended up writing a book on that. Um, Jordan Peterson gave the uh, commencement address at Hillsdale the year before. They were, they've been bringing in some big guns the last couple of years, and I I've not actually heard his, but I was literally talking about this this one last week, and people were talking about how much they loved. Uh, the Jordan Peterson one at Hillsdale. So maybe something to check out, but that's one of the great things as much as I give the internet, you know, I, I, I think the internet has so much evil on it. There's also some good things. You can get some really great, uh, some great talks out of this. Uh, and, and that helps to, to spread the gospel. And I think this is a great, you know, for to have a, a school bring in a Catholic bishop. They're not a Catholic school either. I mean, they're a non-denominational Christian school um, for them to bring in a Catholic bishop and give them that platform uh, it is, is awesome. And for us to be able to, to be able to get that is one of the cool things with the internet, as much as I give the internet so much crap for all the bad stuff that comes with it. So again, check it out, check out what they're doing at Hillsdale. Seriously, check out the classes. I mentioned that in the first segment, their classes are awesome. Um, and again, as, as adults, I do way more, I've learned, I feel like way more since college than I learned before graduating. Uh, and that's just because I've, I've found an interest in a lot of these subjects I've been diving in and Hillsdale is a really great, uh, a great place to learn for that. So thank you for joining me today on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulos. It's time to man up. Man up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 